There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And today we'll be discussing episode two of season four of Killjoys. Yeah, kind of checked in on where Dutch was after uh, last season's finale, and this episode, we get to check in on the rest of uh, Team Awesome Force in episode two, entitled Johnny Dangerously. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. It's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited and like weirded out all at once, but we are at least getting a whole lot of information, filling in all the blanks. Right. So, of course, we start off by seeing Zeph crawling through air vents on the ship while Pip waits in the lab. And she pops out of one of the air vents and he almost shoots her. But she's been getting all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I completely forgot they were together on the ship. Right. Well, the last thing we saw them was about to have uh, adult time there. Yeah, I just had forgotten they were together on the ship right. because it it feels like it had been so long and we were so focused on the elevator. Right. So, yeah. But apparently, Zep is really good at sneaking around and figuring out where she is via air duct. Amazing talent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but she's gathered enough information and duped the master code so if they can get to the flight decks... Maybe they can get out of there. Let's hope. But they still uh, have to check and see if there's any changes in their landlords. <laughs> I love how they check, too. Yeah. <laughs> so they open the door, and she starts throwing little... I don't even know what they were. They weren't pebbles, but... I thought it was food, and I'm like, oh, that's yeah, probably not the best thing. <laughs> and you know, one at a time, one at a time. No reaction, no reaction. So she throws a whole handful. <laughs> the guy finally reacts and shoots his gun, but not at anybody. Right. Yeah, and she thinks that it's just like residual motor function, basically. Right. I'm like, okay, well, this is good, right? They're frozen, but why are they frozen and they're creepy? Yeah, very creepy. But they do make it out and onto a ship. And they head to Anila's ship where they end up finding pre turn and Fancy. Yay! Let's start getting our people together. That's right. <laughs> of course, it's real funny that you know, Zeph and Turin kind of have this back and forth about something strange happened. And sure enough, the same thing happened on um, Anila's ship as they go into a room with all these Hulan just standing there. Still as hell. Oh, I love that. And she's like, uh, this is all creepy. Uh, maybe we should space them. And I loved it because 
<laughs> oh my god, okay. Because turns like, uh, no, we're not facing, spacing him. And Zeph was all like, why? He goes, uh, how did he say it exactly? No, I'm on a moral redemption arc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because first he looks at Fancy. Can we space him? No, no, we're not spacing yeah. them. Okay. But just the fact that he says, I'm on a moral redemption arc, it's like, right. really? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, just like throw it right out there so nobody has to say what is he trying to be like redeem himself he already said it so we all know Yep. <laughs> we're going to attempt to see a more gentler turn this season <laughs> hey maybe like that. maybe <laughs> being on 12 monkeys made him a little more chill who knows yeah there you go that all that country music yeah so of course Zev wants to know what happened to Johnny, and they inform her that, yeah, jo- Davin and Johnny were heading there, heading to try to save Dutch, and, well, the elevator is long gone. She was pissed. Yeah, she was really upset, and, of course, Pip, <laughs> after almost getting his butt whooped, for complaining about plums on the rack ship. Right. <laughs> he tells everybody, I think we need to give her a little space. Yeah, she's been cooped up with me for a little too long. Maybe that's really what it was. Yeah. But before they leave, she goes, I can get them in. Right, because, oh, there's no way on the necropolis? Oh, Zeph has a way, if Klein's jump ship is still there. Right. He's like, yeah, it is. And I love it, because she's all, like, super, like, I'm going to science this thing. And Pree's like, all right, girl, you got this. I just loved how it went, because Pree was the only one that didn't look at her twice and think, no. Right, because Turin actually questions her ability, and she <laughs> flat out sits his butt straight. Right. I love it. Pree's just like, all right. Because I think Pree has so often been underestimated. That he's like, I'm not going to underestimate anyone. Right. Because and Z- look, at, uh, we underestimated Pre too last last season. So. Yes, we did. <laughs> and then we get to this awesome scene because Zeph tells him she needs a scar back. Oh, yes. This and of great. course, Pre says none of them would agree as it's now a tune. And then Garrett speaks up and says, well, what about an ex-scar back? I love that look pregame. Yes. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I know people. Right, I love that. <laughs> Loved it. And that's just like, all right, whatever works. Yep. Get him to me. Yeah. <laughs> and we see Zeph is not having much luck getting into the jump ship. Well, I think at that point she was so frustrated because she's like, nobody had an idea. This was her idea. And it is completely feasible, but ah, uh, crap, I don't know if I can make this work. Right. Maybe I really did bite off more than I can chew. <laughs> and Pip comes in and basically um, gives her a pep talk. I really like that little talk with them. Oh, yeah! I was like, absolutely! Oh, that's kind of cute. It really was, because I wasn't expecting that out of Pip. No. Basically, he he was really selfish before. Right. And so the fact that he's like, I would have died if it wasn't for you, and maybe you shouldn't worry about all the ifs. Yeah. Just open the door. Yeah. 
and he tells her how brave she is and how smart. And it's like, wow, you go Pip. Yeah. So we cut to Pre and Garrett paying a visit to this ex-Scarback at the Westerly White Sands. Boy, she looks <laughs> awful familiar. <laughs> yeah. But it was great because uh, she's apparently busy at the moment. And so they're just kind of standing there waiting around. And you hear all this. Noise coming from another room. Oh my goodness. He definitely wants to know how he knows Perusa. Oh, I love that. When he. Yeah. Like, uh, excuse me, you got some explaining to do. To do. <laughs> oh, it's a friend of a friend. I don't know anything. So we see a guy come out of the room and leave immediately. And a woman dressed in S&M costume comes out, and oh my god, it's Anna Hopkins. She's just popping up everywhere, isn't she? Everywhere. I'm not mad about it, because it's, oh. it's so funny, because the characters that she's played so far have been so different, yet slightly the same, if that makes right. sense. Right, yes. Like, it's the attitude, I think, with all of them. That's what's right. the same. But, I mean, we've got this dominatrix, ex-priestess. She was a journalist. She was, like, military. It's just so funny. Yes. Because that is a really weird road, is what I'm thinking. Yeah, to be true. To have traveled to get to this point. Yes, I want to ask her, okay, so which of the costumes do you like the most? Actually, I really <laughs> dig the one that she's in, not here, necessarily, because I would just I... look like sausage. <laughs> but and the the next one that we see her in, I'm like, oh, like, I feel like we're going to see a lot of people dressed like that at con. Right. We'll see. But anyway, I love it when they go talk to her, and Pree's like, well, yeah, this makes sense. You know, they are kind of sadists. And suddenly, like, he's trying to find a, a really polite way to tell her what's going on. Right. And Garrett, being Garrett, just blurts out, we need to get to the necropolis. And she's like, get out. Yeah. Now. You know that he looked at him like, I, I'm going to beat you. This was the look I gave Jason when he kept screwing up when we were trying to get early reservations for San Diego Comic-Con. At the hotel. Right. When he kept saying... <laughs> Yeah, it's for Comic Con. I'm like, I am going to kill you. That was the look Pre gave him. And it's yes. like, oh my God. Are you serious yeah. right now? And so Pre oh. saves it by telling her that he knew Alvis and wants to get the bitch that killed him, but he needs in the tomb. And she kind of stopped there. But then, of course, it's too late. Nobody can get in. He's like, mm, I got away. We just need a guide. Right. She molds it over and. This was kind of what worried me when she's like, fine, but I get to keep any artifacts I find. Right. And I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel, trust yeah, just the way she said it and the fact that she kind of quickly changed her mind, that right. kind of worries me. Like, where yes. are we going to go with this? Yes. And I just want to make sure that we all know I do like her. I'm just worried about what that particular sentence means, because I trust nothing. Right. So, of course, Garrett thinks it would be rude to 
to leave without worship. Oh, my God. And Bree says, well, I haven't been that good, but just not the same. Oh, God. <laughs> I have a feeling that whatever's happening, it's not quite to the extent of a scar back anyway, so. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we cut to the cube where Perusa wants to know what the heck oh that is. <laughs> oh, yes. And Zef says, well, she took the tech from the jump ship and combined it with his cube. And it's just big enough for two or three. So Pip tells Zef he's going as well because he can hack the tech. I love it. And he has what is essentially like a bike helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I found this. This will help us, right? And she's like, well, if I screw up. This, this, this is going to happen. It's basically going to be crushed like a thousand pounds on top of you, whatever. And he's like, so bigger helmet. Yes, that's what you need. I just thought it was funny because he's like, he kind of looked like, I need to be hopeful. And then it's like, um, helmet? It's like, he might as well just be like saying chocolate bar. Right. Whatever makes you happy at this point, honey. If you want to wear the helmet, wear it. (laughs) But of course, the jump. Cube works as they end up on the necropolis. Because Zeph is smart. Yes, very smart. And Perusia informs them that she came to give them a proper burial. She was doing the ceremony, like closing on their eyes. I'm like, oh, maybe she really is in it just for the ceremony. Or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, interesting turn of events here with her because. When they, when she was talking with Pre and Garrett, it sounded like she might really be wanting to loot the place. Right. I was exactly thinking that's what was going to happen, but it seemed a lot different on the ship. Right. Until a little bit later, and then I got scared, but we'll get to that. Right. So, of course, Zeph tells Pip to head to the tech room to find out who did this. And please make it quick, as she's a little creeped out. And, of course, about that time, we see one of the ladies' spiders still crawling around and go, oh, no. They were creeping me out. Yes. I Seriously, I picked my feet up off the floor. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Perusa and Zef start exploring. And, of course, Zef wants to know, well, know why she left the Scarbacks. And Perusa tells her she left when she found out about the lies that they were being told by the elders about the origins of their fate. Oh, this sounds like a whole new storyline now. Right? So, hmm, maybe we'll have uh, Anna Banana on them for more than one episode. Yeah, we'll see. She's yeah. staying busy. I'm yes, sure there's is. always people willing to have some prayer services happening. Yep. So, Bruce and Zeph make it... Uh, to the 10th level worship room where the pool of green goo is, where Anila and Dutch disappeared into. And, of course, Zeph definitely has to have a sample of that. That girl. Yeah. What if she got, what if she started to get sucked in? Exactly. Zeph, well, she doesn't know what happened, though. No, she doesn't. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah, because Pip, Pip was just about to get the power on right, when she right. does that. And, of course, he starts to see the video, and they find a guy with a spike through his head. That was so weird, and it got weirder. 
when right. Perugia is like, wait, this is strange because yes, they don't do this. Right. And it wasn't another one that did it. He did this himself. Right. And Zeph was like, what? And then next thing we know, she has her gun on Zeph. And this right. is where I was like, oh, crap, she's turning on us already. Yeah. But then she's like, on the count of three, roll over. And I'm like, what the hell did she see? I was thinking one of the Holland, like, bodies was getting up. Right. But when Zeph rolled, she listened very well. She shot one of the spiders. Right. That, that was point, an piece of clothing. Yeah. I don't know how she's seen it, but at that point, I, I think both of them should have been like, ah, and got up and ran. Like, totally, yeah. totally girly <laughs> it out of there, because I would have. But something big and creepy like that, I need out. Yeah. Bye. Right. And of course, they tell Pip they found something weird. And as he steps away from the video, oh crap, there's a Hulan that all of a sudden comes to life, knocks him down. Ah, uh, then the spider starts coming out of its mouth. Right. I was like, ah! <laughs> it's like something out of Alien. Right, exactly. And of course, Zeph and Perus just start to hear a whole bunch of spiders in the next room, so they turn and run, heading, because they don't hear what's going on with Pip, and so they all, they're running to help him, and he grabs Zeph, and out of nowhere, and go, hmm. Zeph asks him about a cut on his face, and he doesn't know how that happened. You go, oh, no, not Pip. I was a little upset, because I was hoping that he would be fine. Now, right. he may still be fine. Right. There's It isn't over yet, but he's a ticking time bomb. And the whole reason that they cut the elevator was to make sure none of those things got off. Right. And, of course, they don't know it. And he's not telling them what he's seen. No. Great. Just great. Yeah, not until they get back on a needless ship and... That's when Pip reports to the group what he saw on the tape, saying that Dutch and Neela disappeared into the green goo. And then Zeph comes through again. You know, she reports that the boys got out alive and plays the recording of them, telling Lucy to cut them free. And she just kind of got this sly grin on her face. And in turn goes, what are you smiling about? She goes, Lucy would never let her boys slip away. So she plays the recording again, and as Lucy shoots a tagger onto the elevator, so she would know wherever they went. Yeah, I love that. She's like, did you hear that? And they're like, what are you talking what? about? Yeah, <laughs> listen carefully, guys. So, of course, Pre goes, well, we find Lucy, we find the boys. And, of course, Turin goes, well, how do we find Lucy? And they cut to Lucy on a very dark rock. What the hell is going on? Right. I thought that was weird. Why wouldn't she be Very. following the elevator or whatever? Right. Why is she sitting on a dark rock? I, I don't know. Maybe she's hiding out. The Hulan were supposed to be there just shortly after she cut the cord. So maybe she's just hanging out until the coast is clear. Hmm. I hope. That's interesting. I, I just kept thinking, where's Lucy? What's she up to? And then when we see right. that, it's like, what's going on? I'm so confused. Exactly. <laughs> so, of course, Turn wonders where Dutch went. Seth thinks she'll be all right. As, of course, we see the scene of her in the woods 
at the end of episode one with the knife in her hand before she falls down into the snow and green goo. Yeah. So, yeah, she's not all right. But we get our uh, fearsome threesome of Johnny Davin and Del Saya, and the elevator has crashed on a planet. Somehow our threesome has survived. I don't know how. You would think that thing probably would have burned up in... Uh, well, I mean, it was out in space entry. and near a sun. So well, maybe it's got super oh. awesome shielding. Yeah, but could be. How did they survive for any length of time? Is there a bathroom on there? Is there food on there? <laughs> well, we see some of the things they do later on. <laughs> so, of course, Johnny and Delsaia have to start picking at each other. They are kind of sort of related now, right? Uh, yeah, so, just a tad. Even if they were Uncle Johnny. Right. They're going to pick on each other no matter what. Now it seems like it's a given that they have to. Right. Of course, Davin has to threaten both of them. And as they wonder where they are, a vehicle comes up. And instead of helping them, they want to rob them of their valuables. <laughs> Big surprise. Yeah. I loved it, though, because the boys are like, all right, fine. Give them our gun. And then the the bandits, the female bandit, decides she's going to pat down Delsea and starts talking crap because she's like, oh, I found her jewels. Uh, and she only knew what was in that, really was in that container. Right. Delsea's like, oh, don't try it, little girl. And then, bam, next thing we know, Delsea has the gun, and the boys are like, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, they were so shocked. Like, oh, okay, maybe she's not as helpless as we thought she was. Right. But in the process, the ro- uh, robbers get away, but Johnny ends up on the ground. Well, he does still have a punctured lung. Yeah. So, of course, they've got to get him some help. So, seeing that the robbers told him that there was a depot that was five miles east, that's where they head. The only thing we can do. Right. They go busting in, telling everybody they need a doctor, and a guy just tells them to wait their turn. (laughs) And Davin's not having that as he shoots the bottle beside the guy who turns her right around and says, well, the doctor's not doesn't come until the next morning, so you're out of luck anyway. Yeah, I don't think Johnny's going to make it. No, but a young girl says there's some medical supplies in the back, and she sees that Johnny has a patch on his jacket, and she seems to know what they are. So she brings out the med kit, gives it to Davin. Oh, that was so funny, because... Davin's yes. talking to Johnny, like, no, as he keeps pulling things out, do you need this? And Delsaia's like, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and she just slams a needle, like, giant needle into Johnny's chest. Right. No, but he's like, it had to be a needle. Yeah. Davin's just like, what are you doing? Like, listen, dude, you suck at this. I suck at this too, but you suck at this more. Right. It's like, well, what are we going to do? And Delsaia just looks at him and's like, well, we can try to goo him. Right. It's not enough, but it might help and do something because it, it's not doing her any good because she's unable to reach the hoolan. She's getting nothing back but silence. Right. Which is and, weird. It's like, oh, is it because Anila is in the green? Yes. 
Okay. I absolutely believe that that is why, and the lady is preoccupied in the group. Okay. It's the combination of the two things. The lady's got Anila, Dutch, and Klein to deal with, so she's, that's enough. Everybody else, you're on hold. Right. And that's why all the Hulaners standing there just waiting for their next instruction. They aren't dead, but they aren't moving. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I was a little, like, unsure about that. Right. And speaking of unsure, Delsea is very unsure what's going to happen to Johnny when they do this. <laughs> and so Davin leaves it up to Johnny, and he says, do it. Oh. Let me see. I could die, or I might live. Right. I guess we're going to go for the living part. Right. And they'll say it says, turn it, roll him over, and hold on tight. She's got to inject this into the base of his brainstem. Ow. Yeah. And all the people in the depot hear Johnny's screams. I'd be screaming, too. Although, oh, hell yeah. I might be screaming out in the depot when I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Delsea asked Devin if he still has the gun, because never done this with so little goo and no idea what it's going to do to him. It could go bad real fast. And it seems to. Oh, my God, I got so freaked out. We see Devin snoozing, and Johnny just pops up and gets right on top of Devin. Oh, and then, like, lifts him up. Right. I was like, oh, my God. Is he going to yes. kill him? What's happening? And Delsea grabs the gun and puts it to the back of Johnny's head. <laughs> and Johnny's just playing it up big time. What did you do to me? You told us to. And then he starts cracking up laughing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, you should have seen your face. What? I don't know what's going on right now. And Dobbin's yeah. <laughs> just like, are you angry? And Johnny's like, nah, thanks for the upgrade of awesomeness. And then kisses him. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> this isn't this... right. No. Now, we know that they have quite a bit of uh, competition between themselves. Yeah. But this might be just a bit far. We will see. Yeah, it seemed really strange. Yes. And if it would have been something normal, I don't think Davin would have quite reacted the same way. He would have just said, oh, you SOB, how'd you do that? How'd you pull me on this? Mm -hmm. Well, when they come out, the girl who tried to help them looks at Johnny and is like, well, you look much better. (laughs) And Johnny's like, oh, yeah, but... Then he says something about, did you, what was it? You smell like you slept here? Right. It's like, dude. It smells like you slept here. Yeah, it's just like, dude, what? what is that? Right. Did this upgrade what? take away your sensor? Yeah. Between your mouth and your brain? Man. And gave him quite a um, sensitive nose, too. If he could tell that from just walking out where he didn't when he walked in, so. And, of course, she tells him that she recognized the Killjoy emblem. And they are a farming community and need their help as the collective will take everything and they won't survive the winter. But they might talk to Killjoys. This was interesting because 
after she said that, and then we find everything out, I was kind of wondering if she wasn't lying that they would take everything. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that part might not have been a lie. I was like, wait a second. Right. Because we see Johnny just go cuckoo over this guy's hat. Yeah. And actually pulls the weapon on him. That was really scary, too. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. This is not going well for Johnny. No. I mean, yes, he's alive, but this stuff is messing with our Johnny. Yes. And then Davin takes the gun away and talks him down. And then we see Dutch kind of behind Johnny. And although she's not really there, she's like, Johnny, you're losing me. And he's losing his connection with reality is what it seems like, too. Yes, he is. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, wait a second. But last episode, when we had Klein telling Dutch that Johnny's your true north, you have to find him. Right. And then this is happening, and I'm just going to throw this out, tinfoil hat time, guys. Because Dutch is in the green, even though we don't know what's happening, if she's surviving, whatever. And Johnny now has some green... Do you think that's going to be the connection that Klein knew somehow would happen? And that's going to save both of them. That's very interesting. I like that a lot. I think you might be onto something because that, that would be the one thing that would possibly keep them tied together. I shall take very off my tinfoil hat now. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That, that may be the only way. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, Johnny sure didn't hang on long. No, but like Delcea said, you know, she didn't know what it would do with so little. Right. So, yeah, be prepared because he's Michael Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. And so the girl informs him that the overseers are here. And the head guy asks Davin who he is and is told that they want to talk. And we see Johnny's eyes turn red. Did they turn red? I didn't catch that. Right. Just the pupils, not the whole eye. Oh, see, I didn't catch that. I just seen him kind of look at everybody. Right. Kind of quick, and you see it like like he's trying to figure... It was a very Sherlock moment, where he's like looking at everything, trying to piece it together. Right. <laughs> yeah, split second later, he takes out everybody, basically. Right. And then he's kind of laughing, and Davin's like, what did you just do? And he's like, oh, dude, you haven't figured it out? Really? You haven't figured it out? I'm like, all right, you're way too happy. You just killed a bunch of people. Right. And you think you know what's going on. Right. Then he's like, it's not a farming community. It's a prison. And he explains why he thinks it's a prison. And then the girl's like, well, you're wrong, but not completely. Because Johnny's like, where's the farms? I don't see any farms. And when she raises her shirt and says, it's right here. And you see all these scars. I was thinking when she said that and raised her shirt, that she meant, like, they were being forced to have children. Right. And that they kept, like, taking the children. I'm like, oh, my God. But no, they're farming organs. I'm like, holy crap. Because it's a debtor's colony. And then these people have their organs harvested and then given regrowth meds. And that's why I thought it was weird when she said they're coming, we're not going to survive the winter, they're going to take everything. That's why when she said this, I'm like, oh, my God, are they really going to kill these people? They're taking all of their organs and not going to give them, like, any of the regrowth meds. I'm like, 
Oh. <laughs> oh wait, did she say debtors or debtors? Yeah. Debt. <laughs> like a what? What did they used to be called? Oh yeah, debtors prison. Right. I think I said debtors with a D the way I pronounced it. Sorry, but it was weird and. And she does say, basically, there's no way you're ever going to pay off your debt. Right, because they keep charging you for rent and food. Right, which essentially, we've seen something like this in what was it, in Sliders way back, if you ever watched that show I, on yeah. Sci-Fi. Yes, I did. <laughs> there was an episode, same thing, where you got sucked into having to work at a super mall if you couldn't pay your debt. And you were required to pay for your rent, your food, and you had to spend so much of your checks. So there's no way you can ever get out of debt. And I'm like, that's crazy. And then you see yep. this, and it's the same thing, and it's so creepy. And it makes me wonder, could something like that, well, not this, but can something like that actually happen again? Which, who knows? Yeah, let's hope not. Yeah, because I'm super screwed, just saying. So one of the dead guys, Chip, goes off. Because it's not reading life signs and all the alarms within the depot start going off. And she informs them that a ship full of guards are coming for them. Yeah, now a whole bunch are going to come. Yeah. And then Johnny's just like, oh, I got an idea. We can just remove remove the chips. It'll be fine. And he tries to do it. And they're like, it'll kill us. You can't do it. And he explains the whole, well, what he thinks the whole science is. Right. And he ends up getting shocked to hell trying to take the chip off. He gets knocked back and then gets up and he's laughing. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not good. He is seriously losing touch. And it's only been like an hour. What? Right. What is going on? <laughs> like, his whole thing is messed up. And I'm sorry, this is when he sees Dutch, not earlier. Right. Not two minutes ago. But when she says, I'm not ready to say goodbye, he kind of looks different. It's yes, like, is that, absolutely. yeah, is that the old Johnny, like, trying to fight his way back up? I think so. I think that's the only thing that's going to get old Johnny back is, is Dutch. Okay. Of course, Johnny comes up with a backup plan as he's created a homing beacon for Lucy to find them. And Johnny plays this perfectly because, of course, Davin gives the device to Delsea because Davin wants Johnny to stay and fight instead of going out off on his own. And Johnny goes, well, she's stronger than both of us, which, of course, Delsea agrees to. <laughs> Johnny tells her where to hook it up. Fine. And <laughs> we get one of, well... First, Davin gives Delsea the gun, which Johnny questions if that is a, about the baby. And Delsea says, don't shoot him. He's family. Oh, my God. The awkwardness. Yeah. And then the goodbye between Davin and Delsea was unbelievable. How neither of them wanted to look at each other. Right. It was or a hug or nothing. Right. Ends up with a handshake. Right. It's like, well, be careful. Take care of the baby. Okay, take care of Uncle Johnny. It was so funny because it was so awkward. And it's right. like, hmm. You just expected the head nod, you know, the hmm. It's like, right. okay. That was weird. So, of course, Delsey and the girl make it to the elevator and are hooking up Johnny's device when the girl asks, how did they survive without killing each other? <laughs> Mighty fine question. <laughs> I want to know how they survived, period. 
So, yes, please tell us. Right. So, uh, Saya flashes back to, uh, the time on the elevator where we have scenes of dabbing doing sit-ups while Johnny and her play a dice game. And then she plays counselor to the boys. Oh my god, that was hilarious. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, it was very funny stuff. And then we find out there was food. Apparently there was some food stashed on the elevator. I don't know why. I mean, it's not that long of a trip up and down the elevator. but No, it really isn't. But thank God there was. Yeah. And Davin reports everyone is in place and him and Johnny start to argue. Why of course, are you being weird? Yes. I didn't get that part. Yeah. And Davin tells him the plan has to work because and Johnny goes, you're concerned for Dutch. And says, yeah, you are too. And then Johnny just knocks him out, telling him he's the smart one. I was looking at this going, wait, what what is happening? Yeah, exactly. I was kind of confused and just got a little bit more confused until. Right. The ship with the guards land at the elevator and capture Delsea and the girl saying they're looking for Miller. They followed his distress call to this location. Johnny, what have you done? Right? Of course, we see him walking out of the depot and looks up, going, oh, I know where we are, and I know where to get my next plasma fix. Right when he said that, I'm like, oh, Johnny. No. As he shuts the door to a vehicle with Davin in it. Not just in it. No. Handcuffed. He's knocked out and handcuffed. So he, Johnny walks around to the other side, gets in, gets a selfie with Davin, then wakes him up. Of course, Davin wants to know where Delsea is, and Johnny tells him, not my baby, not my problem, and asks Davin if he's ready for a road trip. I'm like, seriously? What? What are you doing? He's got green goo-itis, I'm afraid. This is bad. Yes, very bad. Oh, and Johnny. They have been leaning very heavily on Zeph this whole season. I'm... Somehow Davin is able to get him back to Zeph. Maybe, maybe she can do something to deactivate the green goo that's inside him. But if he get if he gets a a, a new fix, this be a whole lot harder. I'm really hoping that Davin is somehow able to like knock the goo out of him, or like I said, there's some <laughs> kind of connection with Dutch, and it'll be able to be fixed. I don't know. I don't like this Johnny though. No, <laughs> not at all. So we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. But looks like this is going to be a Tough season yes. to start with. Yes. <laughs> the battle with the green and the lady is not going to be won easily. Oh, gosh. I'm really worried about this. Hey, Steve. Did we get any feedback this week? Oh, yes, we did. Our friend Fred from the Netherlands made sure he got some feedback in. Let's take a listen. Great. Hello. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback on Killjoy's episode Johnny Dangerously, Season 4, Episode 2. 
I hope this uh, feedback will get in time because I was away for the weekend. We had a family outing uh, because of my birthday and my wife's birthday. So about the episode, I liked it a lot and especially because we saw several characters back and some new ones. Just to start off with a new one, nice actor crossover of course. Anna Hopkins, we just uh, saw her as Monica Stewart for the people who watch the Expanse as the reporter in the Expanse and here in Killjoy's she plays the Scarback Verusa or she has been a Scarback so that was very nice to see her back I like her a lot seeing uh, Seth back in a quite a big role and quite bad as he she was always discussing with Johnny and now she discusses with everybody I especially like the quote when she is talking to Turin and Turin says Look, you can't just jump a ship inside a building. It's too damn big. And then, uh, in a very badass way, Seth says, Please stop underestimating me. I survived nearly alone in the dark in a station full of Holland while binding an attack to get me safely off board. And how did you do? Very nice. I was a big fan of uh, Delcea Kendry, always. I like that she uh, she's back and I hope she will stay on the fourth season of Killjoy's in more episodes. Of course, we all just wonder how it goes with the pregnancy. I think Miko Nguyen, who, who was pregnant at the end of the third season, is made pregnant now for this filming. But we will see how that will go. I liked it very much that she was not very much hindered by the pregnancy. And, uh, for instance, took that gun from that woman uh, in those, uh, uh, some kind of badlands and, uh, and, and kicked her ass. And... Uh, was very reminiscent for people who, who watch uh, Monona Earp being a super a pregnant superhero. So, also nice. I had to get used a little bit to Johnny in his half-Holland uh, state. Bit confusing, a bit strange. But I think Aaron Ashmore did a very nice job in, in portraying him in this, uh, in this way. Not much of Dutch uh, in this episode, but I recently went with my youngest son to the Ant-Man and the Wasp where she plays Ghost. So I did I get, did get get my portion of uh, Hannah John Cam and, uh, last week. Okay, this was all for now. Greetings. Till next time, Fred from the Netherlands. So, for the world to know, happy belated birthday to you and your wife, both. Absolutely, Fred. Happy birthday to both of you. Yes, and uh, I hope you had a great time. And I'm glad you thought about the podcast on your vacation, but... It was your birthday. You should have been, like, whooping it up and not worried about us. But thank you for your feedback anyway. Yes. And Anna Banana, yeah, I think this is something Steve and I talked about. I'm like, she's on, like, every show that we're watching right now. Yeah, we had a very uh, detailed discussion about uh, Anna. So, uh, <laughs> And, yes, we both agreed that it's great to have Zeph and Pitt back. And it definitely looks like Zeph is uh, stepping up and taking a much more uh, – leadership role than what she did in the previous season. So that's great to see. And Delcea, I love how you said she's a pregnant superhero. Uh, maybe the pregnant well, anti-hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's got some moves like Winona and another uh, pregnant anti-hero that we both know and love, Helena. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And actually going back, what we found out in real life from our lead for Van Helsing. Yes. It's like all the women on sci-fi are pregnant and fighting. So, hey, awesome. 
Yes, absolutely. And yeah, Hulan Johnny is very difficult to get a handle on, and I agree that's major props to Aaron for that, because at times he seemed like Johnny, and at other times he wasn't even close, and you didn't know if the times that he you thought he might be Johnny was all an act. So it's an actor acting and an act, so... That's weird. They could have brought his brother in to be, like, yeah. you know, the opposite of him. That would have been right. weird. So you could see them both on screen. But uh, I totally loved Hannah and Ant-Man and Wasp as well. Absolutely. And knowing what we know up through the end, before the credit scenes, the end credit scenes, I'm wondering if she might be back in the future. Just throwing that out there for Marvel. Yeah, let's make that happen, Marvel. Yeah. So thank you so much, Fred. Thanks again, and happy birthday to you and yours. All right. Well, what do you guys think? How do you feel about this Johnny 2.0? And I want to hear from you. Steve wants to hear from you. We want to read this on air. Send us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. If you don't want to send an email, shoot us little blurps. You can go on www.fangirlzone.com, and you can find our contact page. You see our emails. You see our Twitter, Facebook. Tumblr, YouTube, everywhere you can leave a message and we'll talk about it. Because sure. this one has got me scratching my head. So while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this show, because it's amazing. And we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And if you haven't gone to go see Dutch in ant-man and wasp yet you should go do it because we need to support our girl yep for this episode of sci-fi talk i am sean fangirlass and i'm steve team awesome force taught me one thing tight pants are best pants no heroes are gonna hero they risk their lives for us it's time for us to risk ours to go regroup with them and until next time